You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care, whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into the episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. The wait is finally over. The pads are on. I'm excited. Bryson's excited. We're all excited. The real practice in Spartanburg begins now. We're two days into padded practice. I think this is the sixth practice of the of training camp. Matt Rule talked about the first four days being the acclimation period. Now we actually get to the fun part. First off, Bryson, I got to ask, how are you settling into your new place? For folks who don't know, I the guy moved away from me. I think he hates me. <laughs> no, not that. It's uh, definitely better career opportunities uh, that, that make you move, but – yeah, we're we're settling in pretty good. It's it's not as a big of a city as Winston, but um, not too far. Only about an hour and a half, so I'm not too far away from a, a, a drive up to to spend some time there. So a little further from Charlotte, which which sucks, but that ain't stopping you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, football's back finally. Um, we have the Hall of Fame game, which will be tomorrow when this episode drops um thursday and um you know we'll we, drop it tomorrow we'll drop it tomorrow so yeah well it'll be thursday it'll be okay yeah 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 you so know. yeah it's uh um <clears throat> football's back i mean it, what else can you say the lucky man is white bottom of baker mayfield jersey today the hell's up yeah. that? <laughs> i don't know man she just texted me and surprised me and uh since uh, you can no longer attend training camp with me on Saturday, I asked her if she would like to go, and um, she was like, sure, just I want to see you in your new Baker Mayfield jersey. And I was like, I uh, I don't have one. I, I didn't buy one. I, I bought a Dan Morgan jersey. Yeah. I was going to wear that. And um, she sent me a screenshot of, of her making the purchase. I definitely wouldn't have uh, with my own money, but uh, she bought it with hers, so – I'm grateful, and uh, I would definitely be wearing it on Saturday. Yeah, I'm jealous. You guys enjoy it. You'll have to keep me in keep me in the queue on uh, what the what the hell's going on there. Before we get into the discussion tonight, I just want to give folks a little bit um, kind of what I observed on Sunday before we get into what has happened over the last Monday and Tuesday, um, or not Sunday. I'm sorry, Saturday. I'm losing track of my days here. Um, just got gallbladder surgery. That didn't stop me from going. I had to go. It was like a week after surgery. Um, but I had to check out this, this so-called QB competition. I like to put it in quotes because I think it's a bunch of bullshit, but, um, I'll be honest. I, I thought it was a good turnout for fans. There was, when we got there, there was a line of people to get in. And I would say there was probably about, 50 to 100 people in front of us and we got there 45 minutes before they opened up the doors so there was already a pretty good chunk of people there once we got there and then it so, really so more people than last year when we went well we didn't go to the back to i didn't go to the back together last year this oh, was no, like no, no. The, yeah yeah oh, this okay. was like okay. the one where they go in the stadium so like i expected it to be a bigger turnout um but there was a ton of people, and for them to change the times from it's supposed to be an evening to the morning, I, I felt like a lot of people switched around their schedules and and made it happen. So that was good to see. Um, generally, on football stuff, I thought the offense struggled. They didn't look too good. The defense really tightened up, and the defense was uh, giving up a lot of red zone touchdowns last week in practice without pads on. So I feel like they – they kind of tightened things up on Saturday. Jeremy Chin had an interception on Sam Darnold. He jumped the route. I think it was on DJ Moore. Really nice, really nice pick. And then Baker Mayfield, just it was a stupid throw. Daryl Johnson uh, uh, on the D-line intercepted it. Um, I just I thought, you know, there were some moments where Baker looked all right, some moments where Sam looked all right, and then there was other moments where, like, what the hell is going on? And Baker's still getting into – being comfortable and with this team 
he had a couple missed throws or there was one route. I didn't post it online, but um, he had a wide receiver ran an in route. He thought he was going, he thought he was taking it out deeper and it that he threw the ball. No one was around. So just stuff like that. You're going to get that still a little bit. Cause he's, I mean, what he's a couple of weeks into being on this team and playing with these guys. He's about a week and a half into actually practicing. So that was good to see Matt Corral. We, the viral video we tweeted out uh, that had, a, that had thousands of views. Um, he lit it up in the target drill, man. He drained four of those in the net. I think one, one or two, uh, I, I think Sam maybe hit one, and then P.J. Walker might have hit hit one in the net. Um, but Corral, I don't. I mean, the accuracy on his throws is just he when he's on, he's on. So I thought he looked good, and and then just a couple other things that it's interesting to note, and we'll be talking about this more in this episode. C.J. Saunders. Um, Got a lot of time with the ones, played a lot in the slot. And Christensen played a lot with the ones at left tackle. And when Christensen was at left tackle, it was Michael Jordan at left guard from what I observe. So just something to keep in mind. Again, the pads are on now, and let's, let's, let's talk about that. I just wanted to give people a little bit of insight on what I thought happened on Saturday's Back Together event. But why don't we – we got to talk about the quarterbacks because at least the start, that's where all the conversation is and should be. It's the most important position on this team. Um, I saw a few people tweet this today, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Bryson. Basically, they were saying Baker Mayfield, it feels like he's starting to take the reins of the QB spot, QB1. Um just from what you saw, again, we weren't at these practices the last two days, but what we've seen from the beat reporters, the videos online, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, for me, I think it's, I think it's a no brainer, but. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, obviously it's, it was going to take him some time to get acclimated with the offense and with the players and develop some chemistry with his wide receivers and just get the timing right. And it's slowly um, actually, I, I would say quickly uh, taking fruition um, even with from the past today with that 60 yard pass to Robbie Anderson, that was a touchdown. I mean, that, that's something that we haven't seen since week one last year when uh, Darnold did it to Robbie and that was it for the rest of the season. So um, that was a beauty of a throw. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. And I, you know, that got our hopes up for the whole season and, and man, was it a letdown, but but yeah, I think that uh, Baker's definitely—he's—he's um, he's just an alpha. I mean, I—I I really don't like using that term, but like that mentality that he has, uh, saying that he's talking shit to Shaq Thompson. Yet he has to go at the head. He can't go at the weak links. He has to, you know, shoot at the head and of the defense. And I just feel like he's bringing a whole different mentality to this team that they—they ha- they haven't had since Cam Newton um, when he was healthy and uh, was on his first stint. So I think that it's going to change a lot of things in this, uh, for this team. Um, I mean, hell, even Matt rules lost weight and he's looking good. So I think he's, he's, he's what do you, th- what do you think of the QB competition? Are you, I, there's, there's a certain amount of fans that say, give Baker the job, let him work more with the ones he needs more reps with them. Why are we having him throw into the twos? What are you, are you cool with him him and Sam battling it out? Or do you think that, you know, he, they should have declared him the starter from from the trade and and let him just take over. Yeah, I, I think it's a little overblown. I really don't think it matters at this point if he's playing with the ones or twos. He's eventually going to have to play with probably most of those twos uh, due to injury throughout the season. So uh, for him to develop a little chemistry early on in camp, I think isn't a bad thing. Um, I think if we're getting into the final weeks of camp and – they're still running one day with Darnold with the ones and the next day Baker with the ones. I think it might be more of an issue, but as of right now, I feel like it's, it's good for uh, him to get a little experience with the twos and then obviously play some with the ones and uh, kind of the competition really isn't bad for either of them. I don't think um, uh, Darnold hasn't played great, but he hasn't been terrible. I don't think so far in camp. So uh, obviously it's a little different when nobody's, 
going to tackle him. Um, I think we as Panther fans, we know that. But still, I think that the competition is good for the team as a whole. And I think that if if Baker can just get a little bit of time with the twos and get a little bit of chemistry going into the season, I don't think it's a, a terrible thing. Yeah, I, I don't mind the competition. I think I think it's it brings out the best in both of them. And I feel like there's been a little bit of more sense of urgency put on Sam um, to f- perform. And I mean, I don't think it hurts anything. I think it, I think it's going to bring out the best in both of them and one's going to rise at the top and one isn't. So, I mean, and like you said, I think it's, I think that's a good point to get him acclimated with all the wide receivers is probably a good thing. I, and I'm sure at some point they're going to, you make that transition where, whoever wins the job is going to be taking more of the number one reps. And I'm sure at some point in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to find that out. Uh, but again, I, I don't mind it. I think the competition is good for everyone. And Matt rule today. I thought this was interesting. Our buddy, Will Kunkel had tweeted this out and kind of broke, broke down or took a part of press conference of Matt rules. And Matt Rule was asked about what he's looking for in the QB competition. And three of the main areas he said were master of offense, playmaking, and situational uh, awareness. I saw when I saw this tweet, I was struck, I was struggling. I didn't want I didn't I didn't tweet this out. I almost did. And I was like, nah, I'm being too negative. I'll let it be. But I don't know where Matt, I don't know where Sam Darnold fits in any of those categories. The yeah, master, fair. I don't, I can't see him a master of any offense. His playmaking ability, yeah, maybe. I guess, I guess every once in a while, I mean, you pointed out the last year where he, you know, heaved one up to Robbie, and then after that, it was like it was a non-existent. Um, situational awareness, I think he's that's one of his weaker points. Is he's that's where he really struggles. So yeah, and and. While we're on the quarterbacks, I wanted to mention you had talked about Matt Corral a little bit being um, accurate with the bucket throws and stuff. But uh, Matt Corral, I mean, there's been multiple reports saying that he's been the best quarterback in camp so far. And I think that if he can get some reps with the twos and maybe even something with the ones just to see, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he's ready to go week one and he's just that good. I mean, uh, there was that quote that was going around from Steve Smith. Uh, saying that uh, Matt Corral's impressing me. Um, I'm out of shape. I'm an old football player that used to play, right? But at the end of the day, I know ball, and I know a good player when I see him. Just like I know I know a bad player when I see him. Matt Corral is about a year or two away from being the starting quarterback for Carolina Panthers. That boy has it. He can play. So I think for Steve Smith to come out and say that, like it, Steve Smith doesn't really say that about a whole lot of people. He's more of the – of what we've seen him say about Baker uh, over the last couple of years. But uh, I think Corral, I mean, you, we all see the videos of his his release on Twitter. He's 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 got everything that you want in a quarterback. And I think that the one thing he's lacking is probably the mental aspect and, and learning the playbook and uh, the reads and the pre-snap reads of, of an NFL offense. So I think that for the first time in a while, Carolina actually has a quarterback on their roster that is ready to go week one in Baker. And then they have the successor who's a year or two away that can lead this, this uh, franchise for years to come. Yeah. And they, I think it's a great problem to have. I, I think the way they've approached this has been pretty good in that respect, because to have both of those answers, potentially on the roster for a short term and long term you sh- that uh, there should be no complaints whatsoever and i mean i'll be the first to say Matt Corral did look good in that drill and i posted that for a reason cuz i knew i knew people were going to get hyped about that i figured that was you know it was going to be the, the talk because you know when i when we were at that practice when when Matt Corral did that if you listen to the audio fans were going nuts over it and the minute Sam Darnold got went up there, everyone was just chuckling. I just, I, fans are fans are over. They're just done with the Sam Darnold, the Sam Darnold days. And I was, I had this tweet in drafts. I hadn't put it out, but I have a hard time believing they will go back to Sam unless Baker gets injured. I really do. I really feel that way. 
I know I'm a big Baker guy and a big fan of him, but I just can't see how a team can go back to someone when he is there. And I don't know of any fan really that thinks Sam Darnold can be that guy. Personally, I don't. So, but anyway, going back to Mac Rell, I think it's a good, it's a good problem to have that he is going to probably be the future. I do think it's going to take some time in that practice on Saturday. He had some aired throws that, you know, that weren't even close. So I think it's going to take some time and that's not, that's all right. That's why they traded for Baker to let Mackerel get some time, you know, to, to kind of groom and gel into that, you know, franchise NFL quarterback. And that's okay. And it, for him to be fiery about it and want it now is just, that's awesome. You want that. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, um, because Matt Matt Rule has been asked this a few times, and he isn't giving any inclination of when this is going to happen. But when would you realistically? They're not going to say it tomorrow. But when would you like them to name the starting quarterback for this team? I mean, personally, I would like it as soon as possible, but they probably won't until a week before. Week one of the regular season, I would guess, uh, maybe maybe two weeks, but they probably want to keep not that uh, an opposing defense is losing sleep at night playing Sam Darnold, but I would imagine they would want to keep it hush 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 until uh, the season gets closer. Um, just going off of history of Matt Rule and the way he operates, so um, that would be my guess. Probably a week or two before the regular season starts, but. Um, if I was in his shoes, I would do it as soon as possible and put Baker with the ones and um, just roll that way. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I I want it as soon as possible, like you too. But realistically, I would hope by the end of training camp. I don't know if that's too early, but. I thought I saw somewhere, and I don't know where who said this, but I thought I heard an interview that someone said it could be by Fan Fest because that's when you have all the fans coming back into the stadium, like, and they people want to know, and that could be one of the you know the uh, the boxes of when to do it. Um, I don't know if they want to see in preseason, so maybe it is a couple of weeks into preseason. But I hope I hope it is by the end of training camp by what is it February 11th or 12th is their last practice where they can go in and say, Hey, this is who we're going to go with, but who knows? You might be right. Maybe it is. They're going to do this build up until I hope they don't do that. <laughs> that will suck, dude. Yeah. Not that anybody like doesn't know, like everybody knows you don't trade for Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield for, to play back up to Sam Darnold. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're paying Darnold. It doesn't matter what you're paying Baker. One is clearly better than the other. And one has clearly shown that he has it. And one has clearly shown that he doesn't. So um, I, I don't, I guess Matt rule has a lot of respect for Sam Darnold. And for, I mean, from what I can tell Sam Darnold's a good guy and a good teammate, but I mean, at, at some point you just have to be br- brutally honest with them and say, you're not the guy and we're going with Baker. So we'll see how long it takes Matt rule to do that. You reading anything in the Tepper being there today when Baker's working with the ones? Oh, uh, no, I didn't know really. <laughs> I saw that today and I was, I was like, oh, that's an interesting point. That, you know, David Tepper's first time he's at training camp was the day uh, they're with pads and Baker's with the ones, but people read into that shit. Anyway. I mean, it's probably not too far fetched, honestly. <laughs> well, why don't we stick with offense? Let's Let's talk about the offensive line. I feel like that's the next biggest group um, as far as figuring out who's going to, who's going to fit where. And I was curious, I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I want to see where you lie with this offensive line. Who do you want to see as the starting five going into the season? Well, obviously you have Taylor Moten at right tackle. Um, at right guard, you have Corbett. At center, Bozeman. Um, left guard, I would hope Christensen, um, if if it still holds true that 
what Matt Rule said about him when they drafted him, that he's a second-round guard and a third-round tackle. So um, Christensen at guard and then Iquanu at left tackle. I think that that's the offensive line that they envisioned when uh, drafting Iquanu. Um, and and I was going to tweet something about this today, but I decided not to. But if we roll into the season with Iquanu not being the starting left tackle, I think immediately that draft pick is is almost a bust. I mean, I, I think when you when you take a tackle that high, the first tackle off the board in an NFL draft, and he's not your week one starter, there's something going on. There's something's not right. So I, I think that I'm not saying Aquanu isn't ready, but I mean, from what we've all been seeing from camp, Christensen's running with the ones. Maybe it's just because Aquanu doesn't know the playbook and the offensive line scheme and stuff like that. But I think that if Aquanu is not your week one left tackle starter, then we have bigger fish to fry than Christensen being the starter. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go far to say bust because we haven't seen him play. Um, but I get what you're saying like that, the pick itself by the management, um, at that point. But, um, I think I, I, last week I was way more on, on this side of, you know, we, Icky, Icky's got to get rolling or, I mean, if he's ready for guard, he should be ready for tackle. I just, I feel like the team is. Matt Rule this whole offseason has been preaching competition. They want Icky to earn that spot. They don't want to just give it to him. So for that reason, I, I understand why they're slow playing and he hasn't seen as many reps there. They want him to earn it in training camp, which is totally fine. It's no different than what they're doing with Baker. They want Baker to earn that starting quarterback job. They're not going to give it to him. And that's kind of way they've been playing a lot of this. I feel like with a lot of these positions that are, you know, there's some competition there. So I feel like that's the way they're rolling. I thought I thought someone brought up a good point the, uh, on Twitter the other day that Jordan Gross didn't start at left tackle his first year. He was at right tackle and then moved to the left side after year one. So... Yes, do I want to see Icky there, and do I think he's going to be the left tackle for a very long time? Absolutely. That's why they draft him. That's why he was the first tackle taken off the board. And I think there's not going to be much worry. I do think Icky's going to win the job, and I do think he's going to be the left tackle week one. Uh, I just think it's just going to take some time, and he's not going to be handed that. I agree with you with the starting five. I think Brady is a really good lineman. And I think he deserves to be one of the five starters. And I will be pissed if he is behind Michael Jordan. That will really piss me off. I know yeah. some people feel that Michael Jordan, uh, aka our buddy Kevin Avery, that Michael Jordan should uh, that and Michael Jordan had some good, had good tape last year. And he know, I mean, he know he knows more about linemen than I do. It, it, I mean, that's fair to say. But I really think Brady's a really good he's going to be good wherever he plays. He's going to, he's going to flourish. So yeah. Imagine this fan base going into week one with Sam Darnold and uh, Brady Christensen as starters at left tackle and quarterback. <laughs> oh man. We would if be that happens, ashamed. I'll buy you two beers at that game. <laughs> I ain't going to that damn game. I ain't going. If that's, if that happens, <laughs> that there is no way in hell that's happening. And you know what? Buying two beers, that's like fucking what? That's like $18. That's about a $20 bet. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that that there is no way in hell that is happening. You should post that on Twitter. That's <laughs> a good – what? Gifts only. I'll, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> that's funny. Well, let's talk about wideout because, I don't know, you might be getting a little nervous with your boy Zilstra here. There's yeah. at, this wide receiver room, and I feel like Steve Smith said it best. There is 13 guys in that wide receiver room right now that's on the 90-man roster or whatever it's at now, and there's just not enough chairs in the room. They're going to carry probably six or seven. I feel like it's going to be six because there's other positions that are going to take from that, but – 
I mean, there's a lot of, there's some talent there, man. It's, it's yeah. going to be tough. It's going to be a tough shuffle for some of those guys. Top to bottom. I mean, it's even the bottom practice squad slash six, seventh stringers are pretty talented. I mean, CJ Saunders, like you mentioned at the beginning, is running with ones. Uh, Terrace Marshall showing out. Shai Smith is showing out. Brandon yeah. Zilstra struggling a little bit from what I've heard. Um, I feel like he's probably not going to be cut, though, because of his role on special teams, like we've talked about before on this podcast. And I think Zilstra is good. Uh, he's just, you know, everybody has a bad day. So um, with DJ Moore and Robbie, it is a very crowded room. And then, of course, Higgins. Higgins isn't getting cut. It's That's Baker's guy. So you have <laughs> – I mean, that is just so many receivers right there that could be starters on any other team in this league almost. Um, and DJ Moore, Robbie, Higgins, Terrace Marshall, Shy, CJ Saunders, and uh, Zilstra. I mean, that's seven. And then they got other receivers like Keith Kirkwood and uh, Kirkwood will be on practice squad. There's no way that yeah. guy's making the roster. And then I uh, think the locks, though, for sure. Like, I think locked already. Is DJ Robbie, Terrace, Saunders, and Higgins. I, I seriously do think that's lot. Like Saunders has play, been playing a shit ton in the slot. Like it's crazy. And he and they're throwing to him too. It's not even that he's just playing out there. Like he is continually hooking up with Mayfield and Darnold all the time. So uh, it it's I didn't expect that um, going into this season because it is such a loaded room, and I thought Shy would probably take in that role, you know, of going into there because you know he's he's quick and that, that guy makes a, he's got he's had a good camp too so far. He's had some flashy catches, but is. Zilstra better on special teams than him, and I think there's an argument for that. Unless you're, unless you're arguing, maybe he's the returner, but then you have Andre Roberts, so it's like, who's also a wide receiver that is going to make. Yeah, the team. but he'll fill in. I don't know if he'll be slated in that wide receiver room. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're going to consider him in that group. Like, he'll be he'll be a specialist, and they'll consider like the wide receiver room six or the six guys. I don't think he's going to be considered in that group. Yeah, that's fair, but. It's going to be interesting between Shy and Zilstra because I feel like those two are the ones that are on the on the cusp. I mean, maybe we're maybe we're reading too much into Saunders, but like I feel like that. I seriously think that guy's. I think he's a lock to make the roster. At least how much how much he's been playing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's been showing that he can be that slot guy, uh, that Curtis Samuel style receiver that um, can make the first down catches and. Sure he's just dependable. Is, yeah. He 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 finds a way. He finds ways to uh, get open against. I, I I don't know what it is. He's. I'm I'm trying to find a comparison, and I don't want to overblow it either because. You know, you throw out the. The West Welkers of the world. The. That's what I was going to say. Wes Walker is who he reminds me of. I mean, just from camp. The Amendolas of the world, yeah. the Edelmans. That's like, he's kind of like that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to just check this quick. I want to see what his, what he, what he comes out. Yeah. He's 5'10. He's, so he's that small stature, like that slot, you know, dependable. He, he he played at Ohio State, a pretty you know a, a highly acclaimed school. So like, yeah, they can put some wide receivers at Ohio State. But I remember too, we we had talked about him last year when we went to the practices. He was doing everything. He was he was punting the damn ball. They were trying ball. to find him a spot last year for sure. They were yeah they were trying to get him on the roster any how any way possible, but he ended up going to the practice squad and not getting signed so i think this is the year he definitely makes it yeah and i was just look i was just trying to find his stats so he didn't just trying to find his stats at ohio state 
I mean, it wasn't anything. I mean, there wasn't anything special. 2017, he had 200 some yards and a touchdown. And then 2018, he only, uh, he must have got injured. He only, or yeah, he must have got injured. He only had 73 yards in 2018. So, damn. But it, it's just interesting because that's that's not one guy I would have said has you know re- really had a really good camp. I mean, we we had some of our little projections of who was going to show out, and it's not one guy I would have thought was making making headlines already. So it's good to see, though. That's good. You want that. Well, why don't we go to the defense, talk about that a little bit, because there's some good things happening, especially in the cornerback room. We got to talk about C.J. Henderson. Because a lot of people were upset at that trade last year. A lot of people were pissing and moaning. Oh, they got rid of Dan Arnold. Sam Darnold's blanket. Those two names are too damn similar. I hate saying those names together. But anyway, traded C.J. Henderson. They gave up a third-round pick, Dan Arnold. And they get the former first round, or they get the first, yeah, first round pick. What was that? Twenty nineteen was he first round pick in the top ten? Yeah, I think so. Don't quote me on that, but he was a first round pick. Just really didn't jive too well with Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. He came in, he got injured with Carolina. Was kind of thrown in the mix last year with Dante's injury and JC going down. So he played a little bit. I think he only played from what I was reading 40% of the snaps last year. Didn't I mean he wasn't anything special last year, but again, he was playing injured. He had off-season surgery. He looked, I mean, from what I've just reading and hearing Matt Rule talk about him and people that have gone to the practices talk about him, it sounds like he's a new guy. Like that he is he is playing at a high level, like a really high level. And I, when I went to the practice on Saturday, he had a couple, two pra- two pass breakups that I saw that I unfortunately wasn't rolling on, which I'm pissed about. But and one of them I was on one of the number ones. But yeah, he's he's had a really good camp. Yeah, that's another guy that Steve Smith has talked about being a standout at camp. Um, just saying that he's locking wide receivers down and. I think that it's really what he needed for his career. Obviously, Urban Meyer's not a great head coach, and he lost his job six games in or whatever it was in his first year for a reason. So uh, I think getting him out of that toxic uh, locker room that he was in and getting him under somebody like Steve Wilkes who can really coach him up and change his life around. I mean, just in the interview that we saw, it was either today or yesterday, I like he was smiling, which was something you didn't see at all last year. So – I think that he's happier. He's he looks healthier um, mentally and physically. So uh, I don't. I'm not surprised that the the play on the field has improved uh, substantially. So I mean, I saw uh, there was an article today that Joe Person put out that he's playing so well that he that he's heard rumblings that they might put J C at the nickel and keep C J Henderson and Dante on the. Matt on, Rule said that today. Oh, Matt Rule said that. Okay. Yeah, Matt Rule said that. Um, and they did, they've been practicing in spring this a little bit, I think in OTAs where they had CJ and Dante on the outside and JC playing the nickel because he's big. He, he's so good. He can cover the nickel and he's good at in the run game. So they were there. Uh, there's rumblings that he's, he could be, that would be the, that would be the setup on defense. That would be nasty. That'd be the best secondary in the NFL. And they're this, I mean, this secondary, no one talks about either uh Xavier Woods. Like that guy is pretty damn good. Yeah. So you had him and Jeremy Chin back there, and then you have those three guys. And we haven't even talked about Keith Taylor yet, who's injured. But he, Keith Taylor can be a three. Like he yeah. he's a he's a good corner. Yep. And then you have guys that were starting last year, like Miles Hartsfield, who shows flashes that he's decent. I mean, as a backup, that's <laughs> this quarterback room is is deep, man. Is deep and it's good. 
Yeah, hopefully they can stay healthy, though, because they're kind of got the injury bug to start yeah. off with to start camp. But you're going to have that, and I didn't want to mention it, but you brought it up, so I'm going to knock on one now. They have been, as far as injuries, you see some of these other camps. I mean, the Buccaneers, they lost they lost their center. Tristan Wirfs went down the other day. That was just a cramping issue. But then the Saints had its couple injuries. Uh, Saints had some injuries today. I mean, across the league, there's been some torn ACLs already, and that's uh, – I feel for those things. I never wish that on anyone, but it's – I mean, that's shitty. I feel, I feel like for the most part so far, Carolina, again, the, you, you had the hamstring one today with Kenny Robinson. Looks like Matt Rule said today he'll be out one to two weeks. And that's that one you got to be careful with because hamstrings can be tricky where, I mean. Well, I thought it, can, it was Keith Taylor that got injured today. Was it Keith Taylor? Yeah, I think so. Is that the one who's out? What, did I, I said Kenny Robinson, didn't I? Yeah, I think it was Keith Taylor. Keith Taylor is out one to two weeks. Don't want to be scaring anyone. Thank you for catching that. Jesus. But yeah, so that like, and the, and the hamstring, those, those you don't want to mess with. Cause I've, you've seen injuries with hamstrings where they say one, two weeks and they're out four to six. Like, so that, that you got to be, if you but that room is deep, it is deep. And I got to give Matt rule a little credit here. Cause he doesn't get it enough. You talked about, C.J. Henderson and him and his influence with the new defensive backs coach. And he talked about that today in his press conference. And he said that um, Coach Wilkes actually took him to dinner when he like he when he was hired. And he said he's never got he's never gotten that from like an NFL coach. He said. I think his quote was like the NFL coaches, you don't get to connect, you don't get to connect them on a personal level as much as you think. And he said it was something he wasn't used to, but he thought it was like unique. He he was impressed by that. So I, you know, Henderson has said that you see Bozeman talking about, um, their offensive line coach who's escaping camping camping who's his name was escaping me but camping he talked about his influence on him coming to carolina because bozeman i i from what the sounded like he got a he got other offers that were more than what carolina was offering but he wanted to come here bet on himself and see what happened but he said camping kind of influenced him um in his decision so just credit to Matt Rule for bringing in some of these veteran guys because I feel like that has influenced some of these players um, and so far has been really good for this growth of this team. Guys like Wilkes, Pascaloni, Campin, Ben McAdoo, those sort of things. So just wanted to mention that. But yeah, Keith Taylor, that sucks because he was having a pretty good camp too. And it sounded like he was hobbling today. So that'll be something to monitor. I'm excited for Shaq to come back. I hope that I hope it happens. I don't think we'll see him probably at all until I don't even think we'll see him in preseason. No, I don't think it'd be worth the risk at all. I mean, why he's good. He knows he knows the defensive playbook. He's we know he can play. So don't even risk it at all. I mean, obviously he can still work out and be in game shape and stuff, but there's no need for him to play meaningless downs uh, in, in football and get injured in the preseason like Cam Newton a couple of years ago. And it lingers throughout the whole entire season and essentially be the downfall, one, one of the downfalls uh, uh, injury-wise for his career. So just week one, let's get him ready for week one. Yeah, we we mentioned this. We talked about it when, when Matt uh, – or yeah, when Matt Rule came out and said he was going to be on the pup list of how it's going to allow some of these other linebackers to get opportunities. And Brandon Smith, what I, from what I've seen, he's been playing a lot more. He's been playing with the ones and twos at linebacker. So that's I'm, I'm glad they're letting him get acclimated and kind of thrown into the fire a little bit when it's not the regular season to get his feet wet, get his feet under him so he can get acclimated to the speed of the NFL because – I feel like that guy is going to be good down the road for them when he's actually put into a position where he's going to be starting. And it sounds like 
Wilson's coming along. Littleton, he's had some plays too, a couple pass breakups that I've seen. So that linebacker room might not be as bad off as we think, at least yeah. early on from, from what I've seen so far, which is good. Yeah, I think that the the worry the worrisome group is is the edge, uh, the edge rush because I think today, Etor uh, Grossmatos went down. Yeah, I'm Sheena not, Sheena tweeted that out. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what what it wasn't came. serious. Okay, saw, um, yeah, but I mean, this is a guy who struggled with injury throughout his career so far in the NFL. So uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me if he missed any games during the regular season. And Brian Burns has struggled with injuries as well. So uh, if one of those guys goes down. Um, you're looking awfully thin um, on the edge there. And uh, they lost out on a free agent acquisition like Dunlap, who signed with the Chiefs. So maybe they're – I think a couple of press conferences ago, uh, Matt Rule said that he still got their eyes on a couple of players, a couple of veterans on the market. But I feel like they should get them in here sooner than later. And, and, I mean, the more time you can get with your teammates and learning the defensive playbook, the better. So I think that that's really one of the areas they need to improve on before – uh, we kind of get the ball rolling on the season. Yeah, I honestly think they're not. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see them bringing in anyone anytime soon. I would almost think like tail end of training camp because I really think they want to see what they're going to have in YGM and Haynes. And I don't know. It's just, and I get it, guys pull for each other, but it's just, it seemed, Brian Burns seemed like he was all right with, you know, YGM and and some of these other guys splitting the reps. But again, it's it could just be player talk, and it really he needs he really wants someone over there like a Dunlap or something. But I don't know. I could see them betting on one of those guys or betting on that group and just rolling with it. But they're going to have to create if if the pressure doesn't come from any of those guys, they're going to have to create pressure by blitzing often and that's i mean that's going to put a strain Dangerous. on that's going to put a strain on other areas too so we'll see yeah but i guess if you're running a if you're running a three corner group with jc horn cj henderson and uh dante jackson then you can run some man to man and not really worry too much of uh of well maybe maybe one of those guys uh, worrying a little bit about him but uh but i don't i don't think that running man to man would really Scares you that much uh, if you do have to blitz and bring a safety or whatever, um, or a linebacker uh, to create some pressure. But you don't want to be in a position where you have to blitz to get pressure because you can't blitz every play. And, yeah, you're. It's eventually going to get in trouble. So, yeah. Uh, if you can protect the quarterback and sack the quarterback, then you can win games. And if Carolina can can get that consistent edge pressure. Um, looks like the offensive line's falling into place. If they can get that consistent edge pressure, I really feel like this team can have a really good season. Yeah, and I, I would love to be at one of these practices this week when it's padded because it's it's hard to say when they're not. But on Saturday, they were getting pressure from the D-line without pads, but, like, constantly. There there was several plays that would have been sacks had they have been allowed to hit the quarterback. So. That is kind of a promising sign, but yet again, it's hard to say without pads. It really is. You can't, you really can't go off of that. Which, yeah. And, and how hard are the offensive linemen trying to block them? I mean, they're probably just, well, I hope they are. I mean, they're trying to win jobs here. They better fucking be. I mean, not, not when they're not in pads, but I mean, they're, I mean, they're still trying to block them and they still have a, uh, they have a role to play, but yeah, I, I get it. I, again, it's, it's hard to say, but to, and again, I don't know what it was like today. It looks like I thought I saw a couple of plays where people were counting sacks. You know, this would have been a sack had it been. So we'll see. I think I honestly think they're going to bet um, on some of these guys or wait, and maybe they bring in someone later this week. But, you know, the market, they might not like what they see. out. I mean, they clearly would have brought someone in if they would have liked them by now, you would think. Guys like D Ford. He's out there, hasn't had a whole ton of a lot of production with injuries, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I real, I just, I, what I prefer is just one of those guys step up 
and play to what they were drafted. You know, YGM should be a guy that's putting up at least, you know, five to seven sacks in a season. Like that shouldn't, you're a second round pick. That shouldn't be an issue, but I kind of hope that's what happens. Cause you'd like to see some of these younger guys get a chance, you know, cause every year it seems like Carolina, at least under Matt rule has tried to take in the position opposite Burns and just put in, uh, sign a guy in free agency to uh, fill that gap. Yeah. They did it to Hassan Reddick. And then in 2020, they did it as well. Did they not? Didn't they have, who was in 2020? Bruce Irvin? Who was in 2020? They had no. someone yeah. on the edge there. It's a statement. Yeah. Um, but but anyways, there's still uh you know, there's still guys out there like Jason Pierre Paul, who I think has some a uh, history with uh someone on I think is it the defensive line coach for that we currently have? I think it is. Um has some history with him and Tack McKinley and even like another Washington football. Oh, they had team. they had trash Steven Weatherly. <laughs> oh yeah. That they had the Weatherly, they had um yeah, that's who they had. That F.A. Obata. But, yeah, no, yeah. Weatherly was the signing. He was the free agent. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and even Everson Griffin. Bring in Everson Griffin, see if he still got anything left in the tank. I mean, there, there's options out there. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if they add one by the end of the week. They talk, I mean, they've been on the airwaves. They've been on radio shows. They've been on in press conferences, both fitter and rules, saying – that they want to add a an edge rusher. You think it happened by now. They just keep adding corners. Anything else on the defense you want to talk about so far? Any surprises at all? No, I don't think so. I think it's been pretty straightforward so far. And um I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna have probably a, a similar defense to last season. Hopefully you can make some improvement in the run game and get to the quarterback still, but I think it's going to be a pretty solid unit. Yeah, if if the corners can stay healthy, those the top three at least, Dante, JC, and CJ, that group, they're they're going to create problems, and they need them. I mean the 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 division the Panthers are in is stacked at wideout. Is I mean the Buccaneers and the Saints at least. If you look at those two teams, and those are you would say are the other two are if you had to rank them, those are the other teams you got to really worry about the saints. I mean, they got Michael Thomas coming back, Jarvis Landry. They drafted the guy Olave. And then you have the Bucks, who have every fucking wide receiver under the sun in their room. They really <laughs> it's do. ridiculous. And they have a decent tight end who I don't think has really had they, they just signed somebody. Rudolph. Yeah. Who? I mean, he's that's he ain't that ain't no shit tight end. I mean, he can catch the ball, but you have what Mike Evans, Godwin when he's healthy. You got Julio Jones. Come on, I'm missing Russell someone. Gage. Yeah, Russell, Russell Gage. Gage. That's a guy they got from the Atlanta. Yeah. So it's just like. That, I mean, those those are going to be tough matches, but Cor- Carolina has really stacked up the corners in that room to you know to try to offset the the division competition for that for the wideouts because man, it's stacked. But it is. It'll be fun to see that. That's going to be some fun matchups this year to see how they mat how Snow is going to match those guys up with some of those players because that's that's going to be fun to watch. And you had Baker. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for football to start tomorrow. Yes, 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 yes. Well, hey, you got to look for Bryson. He'll be he'll be at the Panthers training camp on Saturday. Look for a blue Baker Mayfield jersey. And the Baker Mayfield hat. <laughs> yes, and the Baker Mayfield hat and a guy with a grizzly beard and and uh say hi to him. With with and you better uh 
you better send some videos out through your account. I don't know. I'm pretty strict, I guess, this year. So we'll yeah, see. that's that that pisses me off so much. It's like the only it it's the only team in the league that doesn't allow video of. I, I don't understand. It's well, they allow right. it. Every NFL team is that way. They when I was I went to a couple of Green Bay Packers training camps. They were they were strict too. They were more they were more strict when I when I went there and then I went to Carolina's, I was like, Oh, this is pretty relaxed, but no, they've, they've hunkered down. It's hard to get stuff out there. You really can only be tweeting. Um, it seems like at this point, and then they, they give media restricted times. You can film like this part of practice and you can't. And so, yeah, they've, so they've stupid. definitely cracked down, which sucks. Cause it's, it's fun to get, get out to the fans the pro the you know the what they what they're missing and not seeing when they're not at the training camp because it's hard to judge off of a person's tweet you can if you if you follow all the beat reporters on for the panthers for the most part they follow an order of what's happening but there are some that will differ from a it's their own perspective everyone's different so yeah you know one will say what say something They'll take the same play and say something one way. One will say it's just that's how Twitter works. But so I, that's why I like the videos. You get to make you judge for yourself on what the hell you saw. So that in that respect, that it blows. I hate that, too. I think it's so stupid. But again, that was our long tangent on that. See, say hi to Bryson this weekend. Again, blue Baker Mayfield jersey, the Baker golf hat. Baker underwear, Baker shoes, he'll have it all. He'll be there. I want to also shout out all of our followers. We are closing in on 2,000 followers. We're two away right now. And it might it might even went up. Let's see. I got a couple other notifications. Yeah, it's at actually, as we speak, we are one follower away from 2,000 followers. We started in January of 2021. So I just want to thank everyone for their support. We have, I swear, since the Baker trade have gone up like 400 followers. So appreciate you guys for that. We just want to thank everyone for listening into Panthers on Tap podcast. You can catch all of our episodes wherever you get your podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter. We need one more, baby. Make it happen. Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always...